98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Vicky Wong. The headlines. The government says Hong Kongers face higher borrowing costs after the US raised interest rates overnight. Police reportedly arrest eight people on suspicion of buying medical certificates to skip COVID vaccinations. And New York State lays charges of fraud against Donald Trump and three of his children. The government says Hong Kongers face higher borrowing costs after the U.S. central bank, the Federal Reserve, raised interest rates by three quarters of a percentage point overnight. It's the fifth hike by the Fed since March. Eddie Yu is the chief executive of the Hong Kong Monetary Authority. As the Hong Kong dollar interbank rates gradually track the U.S. dollar interbank rates, we noticed that some banks have already raised the interest rate cap of newly approved mortgage loans. The Fed has already raised interest rates multiple times, and the market expects that it will continue to do so in the remaining FOMC meetings this year. Against this backdrop, banks in Hong Kong will very likely raise the deposit and lending interest rates, including the best lending rates. The public should be prepared for banks to increase the commercial interest rates and carefully assess and manage the relevant risk when making property purchase, taking out mortgages, or making other borrowing decisions. Meanwhile, HSBC says it is raising its best lending rate by 12.5 basis points. It's the first time the bank has adjusted its best lending rate since November 2019 when it was cut by 12.5 basis points. The increase takes effect tomorrow. HSBC's move has come after the Monetary Authority announced a 75 basis point increase to its base rate to track the hike by the U.S. Federal Reserve. Earlier, the Fed Chair Jerome Powell said officials were strongly resolved to bring down inflation despite the risk that this could cause an economic downturn. My colleagues and I are acutely aware that high inflation imposes significant hardship as it erodes purchasing power, especially for those least able to meet the higher costs of essentials like food, housing and transportation. We are highly attentive to the risks that high inflation poses to both sides of our mandate and we are strongly committed to returning inflation to our 2% objective. Nick Morrow is from the Economist Intelligence Unit. Appearing on RTHK's Money Talk program, he was asked about the Fed's latest rate hike. I think when we look at a lot of the anxiety that we're seeing today as a result of the fallout of the Fed's, um, you know, uh, announcement, it's it's because markets, I think, were expecting the 75-point hike, um, but they were also expecting at least a bit of, you know, signals of moderation through the remainder of this year and maybe into 2023. And not happening, is it? Exactly, not they're not happening. No. And so when we discuss, you know, what are the ramifications of, of this? Mm. Like, can the Fed engineer a soft landing? I think people were kind of, you know, cautiously optimistic about that up until last night. <laughs> and then now, I mean, maybe all bets are off. Um, I mean, for, for example, we're going to have to redo our forecasts. And I mean, to, to what you were just saying in terms of, you know, how we're very smart people being able to do this. All I can say is forecasting is very hard, um, speaking as a forecaster. And if we think about where we were around this time last year, the discussion was around how inflation would be transitory. And that's mm. definitely not happened. Sources say police have arrested eight people who allegedly bought medical certificates from a doctor in Yaomate to skip COVID vaccinations. The doctor was arrested on Tuesday on suspicion of illegally issuing thousands of exemption certificates for coronavirus jabs. Meanwhile, sources say three more private doctors have been arrested for issuing such certificates without proper medical diagnosis. Officers are searching their clinics in Chaiwan, Yunlong and Tinshui Wei. 
A police clinical psychologist says telephone scammers are highly trained professionals who use psychological techniques to assert authority over their victims and isolate them. Wu Pang urged people to be vigilant against scams, saying they were prevalent in Hong Kong. Yesterday, police said they recorded more than 900 phone scams in the first seven months of the year, up 60% compared to the same period last year. Mr Wu warned people to be suspicious of the number plus 852 appearing on their caller display, as this meant the caller wasn't in Hong Kong. All those scammers would like to introduce themselves, and by establishing authority, uh, say they are the officials from the police from China or from other countries, or they are from the CHP and so on and so forth. And they would try to use socialization and other things like to trick the victims to believe they are in urgent danger or they need to prove their innocence. But right now, in the telephone system, whenever we receive calls from the plus HSQ, which means the call is coming from the overseas, not in Hong Kong, and for those calls, we should be extremely cautious. Formal charges of fraud have been laid against Donald Trump and three of his children in a civil case brought by New York State's Attorney General. They're accused of engaging in numerous acts of fraud and misrepresentation over 10 years. The state is seeking $250 million in penalties and wants to permanently ban Mr. Trump and his companies from doing business in New York. Here's the Attorney General for New York State, Letitia James. I am announcing that today we are filing a lawsuit against Donald Trump for violating the law as part of his efforts to generate profits for himself, his family, and his company. The complaint demonstrates that Donald Trump falsely inflated his net worth by billions of dollars to unjustly enrich himself and to cheat the system, thereby cheating all of us. The former president has dismissed the case as a politically motivated witch hunt. The BBC's Nader Torfik goes through the lengthy list of charges. At the heart of it, uh, the attorney general alleges that President Trump, his children and a few other high-level executives made at least 200 false or misleading statements that inflated their assets. Everything from Trump Tower, which I'm standing outside of right now, to his golf courses, to uh, his estate in Mar-a-Lago. And they said that this alleged conspiracy netted them at least $250 million. So, for example, here at Trump Tower, the triplex, Letitia James said that President Trump exaggerated its size, claiming it was 30,000 square feet when it was actually under 11,000 square feet. Now, what did that mean? It meant he could value the property at $327 million, despite the fact that no apartment in New York has ever sold for that much. So these are just one of the uh, many examples that Letitia James gives. Of course, uh, President Trump, who has been fighting this investigation through the courts for the, the three years that it's been ongoing, uh, has been unsuccessful in blocking it and blocking subpoenas for documents. He even had to give a depos- deposition that was court-ordered. His lawyers even tried to then, Jamie, uh, uh, offer a settlement. All of that was blocked, and so now he finds himself in this legal jeopardy in this civil case, but also facing the possibility that the Department of Justice could bring criminal charges based on the state attorney general's referral. Iran's president, Ibrahim Raisi, has struck a defiant tone at the United Nations, accusing the West of hypocrisy for criticizing the Islamic Republic's treatment of women. He was speaking to the General Assembly following the death last week of Masa Amini, who was 22 and had been arrested by the morality police, allegedly for wearing her headscarf in an improper way. President Raisi said the West had questions to answer. 
The Islamic Republic of Iran rejects some of the double standards of some governments. Human rights belongs to all, but unfortunately it is trampled upon by many governments. President Biden has urged the world to come together in opposition to Russia's war with Ukraine and President Putin's veiled threat to use nuclear weapons. Addressing the United Nations General Assembly in New York, Mr. Biden said no one had sought conflict apart from Moscow. Let us speak plainly. A permanent member of the United Nations Security Council invaded its neighbor, attempted to erase a sovereign state from the map. Russia has shamelessly violated the core tenets of the United Nations Charter. No more important than the clear prohibition against countries taking the territory of their neighbor by force. Mr. Biden was speaking hours after Vladimir Putin ordered the mobilization of 300,000 Russian reservists. Scientists have hailed as truly remarkable a new treatment for motor neuron disease, although the drug only slows development of the disease in just 2% of patients. MND is caused by the death of nerves that carry messages from the brain to the muscles. The BBC's James Gallagher reports. This is not a cure for motor neuron disease, but it is still a significant moment. Around 2% of people with the disease are born with a specific damaging mutation that leads to the build-up of toxic proteins. These kill the nerves that control the body's muscles. The drug Tofacin uses gene silencing technology to, in effect, mute that damaging mutation. Overall, the results show the drug could slow the pace of the disease. Professor Dame Pamela Shaw from the University of Sheffield said it was the first time she'd seen someone with the disease improve. The world of chess has been turned upside down by allegations of cheating. Twice in the past two weeks, the world champion Magnus Carlsen has walked out of games against a teenage chess prodigy. The BBC's David Silito reports. The game everyone has been waiting for. For the commentators at chess24.com, this online match began pretty normally. 19-year-old Hans Niemann, an American chess prodigy, played pawn to d4. This is his main move. Magnus Carlsen, the dashing Norwegian world champion, knight to f6. d4, knight f6. Niemann? c4, yeah. Pawn to c4. Definitely. I hope you're following this. Then from Carlsen. And what? Nothing. His screen went blank. What? No. This Julius Baer Generation Cup match was over. What happened? That's it? Magnus Carlsen just resigned, got up and left. Wow. In the chess world, this is a sensation. Speechless, yeah? However, there is history between this pairing. Earlier this month, Carlsen was beaten by Neiman at a match in St. Louis in the United States. Magnus Carlsen then withdrew from the competition. His only comment, a cryptic tweet featuring a quote from the football manager Jose Mourinho saying, If I speak... I am in big trouble. The issue hovering over this. Suspicions that Neiman is a cheat. He has admitted there were incidents that he now hugely regrets when he was 12 and 16. But he says now he's clean. I have never cheated in an over-the-board game. Other when I was 12 years old, I have never, ever, ever, and I would never do that. That is the worst thing I could ever do, cheat in a tournament with prize money. It's thrown the chess world into a ferment. If he is cheating... How? One bizarre suggestion. Vibrating electric beads hidden in a place where judges 
might be reluctant to look. However, no one's come up with any evidence. It appears to many that young Neiman may simply have outplayed the champion. Turning to sports news, and Robert Sava says that he started the process of selling the Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury, a move that comes only eight days after he was suspended by the NBA over workplace misconduct. The BBC's Chris Coles reports. The Phoenix Suns and Phoenix Mercury owner Robert Sava says he plans to sell the basketball franchises following the release of a damning report of his workplace conduct, corroborating claims of harassment and inappropriate behaviour. In a statement, Sava says, whatever good I have done or could still do is outweighed by things I have said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and Mercury, adding he didn't want to become a distraction. The NBA suspended Sava for one year and fined him $10 million last week after an independent investigation into allegations he created a toxic work environment in Phoenix. The Arizona-based journalist Jeremy Duda says the NBA's decision didn't go far enough for some. Since that came out, we've heard a lot of criticism from within the league, uh, including some of uh, you know the Phoenix Suns, that uh, the uh, penalties weren't harsh enough. We've seen calls from uh, some of the, one of the minority owners for him to step down, and probably most importantly, we saw PayPal, one of the team's sponsors, whose logo was on the uh, Phoenix Suns jerseys, announced that it would not renew its sponsorship of the team, which ends after the upcoming season if Sarver was still with the team. And I think that was probably uh, that may well. Have been the tipping point here. Turning to tennis and Roger Federer says playing his final match in London will be a special moment for him. The 20-time Grand Slam champion will retire from competitive tennis after Friday's doubles match at the Lava, Lava Cup, an exhibition event featuring Team Europe against Team World. Federer won eight Wimbledon singles titles in London. I'm obviously, I don't know, I'm nervous going in because I haven't played in so long and uh, I, I hope it can be uh, somewhat competitive. This city has been special to me, maybe the most special place uh, with uh, Wimbledon down the road and here at the O2. Haven't played here and qualified for so many years and won here as well. So I just thought it was very fitting. Um, I've always enjoyed um, the crowds here as well. Um, having Bjorn Borg um, on the bench with me for my final game resonated also in a big way with me, having all the other guys around just felt like I was not going to be lonely announcing my retirement. And now for a look at the weather, mainly fine, moderate easterly winds, fresh offshore at first. T the outlook, sunny periods tomorrow, windy with a few showers during the weekend to early next week. The temperature is 31 degrees, relative humidity 66%. To end the news, the top stories once again. The government says Hong Kongers face higher borrowing costs after the US raised interest rates overnight. Police reportedly arrest eight people on suspicion of buying medical certificates to skip COVID vaccinations. And New York State lays charges of fraud against Donald Trump and three of his children. The news from RTHK. On your radio and live online, this is The Brew Till Two.
on Radio 3. Good afternoon. 19 minutes past one o'clock for a Thursday. Lovely day. And this is The Brew on Radio 3. In about 10, off to Singapore. Catch up with Chef Neil Tomes. It was raining this morning in Singers, which means no Tandoor action, but we'll see, won't we? What he does is he makes something from start to finish, hopefully ingredients, cooking, and the yeehaw moment as he takes it out of the oven. And a little bit later on, we'll put up a recipe and some nice scrumptious photographs for you. He'll be on Facebook Live in about 10. Let's go. I've been chasing counterfeits and trying to find a fix, but all that I was missing was you. Uh-huh. My hope was running out until you came around and showed me there was nothing to What you can do 